0: Through the course of the Gospels, as assigned to us by our lectionary, together we waited outside a humble stable in the chill, waiting for the worthy cries of a newborn. Through Scripture, we shared fish and bread on the side of a grassy mountain slope with thousands of others listening to his every word. We stood with Mary, at the foot of a rough wooden cross and we watched him die and then bore witness to that night in that upper room where he returned to us the night when flames and a rushing wind filled our hearts with the gift of the Holy Spirit. We've all heard and read these and many other stories about Jesus Through them, we may feel that we have come to know him, but in a very real sense, he remains indescribable. Both man and God, he is the King of kings, and the Lord And in that holy oil, which brings peace and healing, and especially it is during the holy communion we share with all who seek it that we understand the truth of His nearness to us. Today, well, today we have come to the end of our church year. The last. Sunday after Pentecost, and next week we begin the season of Advent, and the gospel readings from John will and, and we will move on to the Gospel of Luke. In today's gospel, Jesus has been betrayed by one of his followers, and was taken prison, taken prisoner by the Jewish leadership. He is brought before Pontius Pilate. The Roman Emperor's handpicked governor. The Jewish leadership believes Jesus to be a threat to their authority and accuse him of declaring himself to be a king. This, of course, would be a serious breach of the law and a grave offense to the Roman Emperor. We understand that Jesus had no interest in political. Any earthly kingship. At their meeting, Jesus certainly does not look like a king. He has been bound and denied sleep by his guards. They have taken turns mocking him and, and beating him, leaving him bruised and bloody. I originally thought all the fuss over this rabbi is simply a Jewish religious matter and really unworthy of his intervention. ...no answer, but Jesus does not provide simple answers, and responds by saying that his kingdom is not of this world. Perhaps, out of frustration, Pilate soon sends Jesus away, and not long afterwards, he will ask him not if Jesus should be released, or if he should be crucified. Mob, we call for Christ to be killed, and the assembled mob turns against him. The Savior of the world accepts his fate humbly and dies the death usually reserved for common criminals and enemies of the empire. Jesus. He said he would come to provide judgment for the living and the dead. And at that time, his kingdom would bring to eternity. But, you know, I would suggest to you that in a very, very real sense, Jesus never really left. He's consider that he had no money, and he never carried a purse. He ate, and he drank what was offered to him, and he slept on the ground or where he was offered shelter. In teaching his disciples, he would have said, See, see all these brothers and sisters of mine, who are homeless like me. You see the sick those who are scorned, and the outcasts, they are me, and I am them. He would say, if you would serve me, he is a king who is also a servant. He who comes to us, teaches, heals, reconciles, dies, and rises again. He who lives through us and who will one day return. So, the question that I have for all of us this morning is, shall we simply worship the Christ? Or do we actually want to follow him? Are we content to just worship and postpone for a little while longer his dream for our world? Or will we work in his name to make it all happen? As it says in Matthew chapter 25, then the king will say to those that is of hand, come, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you.